The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. But we don't show prep, so yeah. I just barely make it in. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you can tell. But we don't show. Prep. I mean, let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here. Bobby Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already, it's Merced, ha ha, it's a six-rig cane show, can't forget the name though, got jazz, blue, vision, DJ, break the game code, ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up, real poor alive from the Hall Rock Stadium, ball 14 for the orange and green, we see the six-rig champs, it's more than a dream, this is life on the field, beyond a hundred yards of hurricane that's never still put a damage to the squad, the six-rig cane show, the six-rig cane show, the six-rig cane show, you know, Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane Sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, Six Rings Cane Show. Listen, man, we got, we got so much stuff going on this week. I, I know, and football is like the least straight. of it. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, for real. Look, football is the least of it, and we're actually talking about spring football already starting in a week. This is Can crazy. you believe it? It's I crazy. This is yeah. unbelievable. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we, uh, as you can see, everybody, we are a man down. Uh, tonight, as uh, somebody as somebody strong armed Larry Bluestein to do a three hour show on the radio, apparently. So um, he will be doing that. But, but Larry's a busy guy too, right? He's got all these showcases, all these camps going on. By the way, speaking of that, I want to give a shout out because 
he does all these camps for these juniors and seniors that are unsigned or really don't get as much, um, you know, as much notoriety or as much, uh, you know, I, I guess, I, you know, they don't get as many eyes on them as, as some of the other guys that are more high profile players. But let me tell you, man, he puts on some of the best showcases and some of the best workouts that there is in the state of Florida. You guys, you know, if, if you got a kid that plays football or if you're, if you are, you know, one of the kids that, that watch this, cause I know some of the players, some, you know, some high school guys sometimes watch the show and all that. Make sure you go to his website. You know, I, I wish I remembered it, but um, make sure you go check him out. Go, go on his page, right? If you go, yeah, to there, it's Larry, LarryBluestein.com is, is, is one of them. No, no, no. There's another one. Jess, there is, right? It's I, an Africans day, but there's another one too. But yeah. I think it'll link out of that. So okay, go cool. LarryBluestein.com and it'll link to his other stuff too. Yeah, make sure you go check that out because you know, look, he just had one this past weekend with three to four hundred players over there, and he had uh, uh, forty-five colleges there. That's crazy, man. That's really good. So, yeah, you might not be a guy that's going to go play at the University of Miami or, you know, Texas, Alabama or something like that, but you're still going to be able to get an opportunity to play football uh, and get a good a good education. Go check Prep it out. Prep Red Zone, I believe, is the name of the other one. Prep Red Zone? Okay. Um, we'll get the link and we'll, we'll post it up on there. But, yeah, make sure you guys check that out. So, yeah. Blue is out today. And, you know, we've got a quick show for you guys today. What's up, Danny Barry? Uh, in the house already, in the building. Yo, yo. Um, look, like I said, it's a week till it's a week till uh till we've got um spring football. Spring football does so yeah, it is prepredzone.com uh slash Florida. So make sure you guys check that out. Um look, there, there's a lot of there's still a lot of question marks, believe it or not, on this football team, right? So and and I don't when I say question marks, I don't I don't necessarily mean in, in the bad sense of the word. I think it's more about you know, competition and depth and, you know, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Who's going to be your number two? Who's going to be your wide receiver three? Who's going to be the you know starting tight end? Who's going to be your backup center? Whatever. You know, like things like that that are all good things, if you ask me. That that just means that Miami's starting to load up on talent. Um, and I think that, you know, obviously the biggest thing that everybody wants to see is numero uno, right? <laughs> I'm assuming he's going to wear number one. I don't know. Cam Hoard. Uh, you know, at quarterback there, they're going to want as vanilla as it's going to be with coach Dawson in the spring, uh, you know, and even in the spring game, you're not going to see anything crazy, but you're going to want to see something, some flashes uh, and Cam Ward, you know, being the big name, you know, the biggest name in college football in the college football transfer portal. Let's be real. Miami got him. He got the number one quarterback, potentially the number one player in the transfer portal. I know there's, there's some other guys like Caleb Downs and, and whatnot, but uh, definitely the number one quarterback in the transfer portal. Miami was able to get him. And now he's got to put it all together here, and he's got to show why he was the number one quarterback in the transfer portal. And uh, and Miami's got to you know got to make a case for why they, 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 they went through all the drama to get him because let's be real, right? Like that was – that was just a, a, a shit show, for lack of a better expression. Uh, but here he is, and the team is ready to go in the spring. Before we even get into positions, because I kind of want to break down what you know, what you want to see. You know, which player kind of intrigues you the most out of every position. DJ, maybe we'll start off with you. What are you What are you most excited to see overall in the spring out of this football program? Now that you've got a lot of new players, you got a lot of new faces at different positions, but you also got some guys coming back from injury that are going to be healthy, that are going to participate uh, in the spring, in the spring, you know, spring practice, spring game and, and whatnot. What are you most excited about? 
I was excited about where the where the running backs shake out and how you know that kind of works itself out. I mean, there's a ton of talent there. There's only so many carries that you can you know give each back, but at the same time, you know, I think there is an opportunity to really kind of, and I get that they sort of did this last year, but fully established themselves as one of the you know premier units in all of college football and not just the ACC and. You know, I think um, I think when you take a look at the running back position, I mean, you know, you have a guy like Mark Fletcher who really burst onto the scene not late last year, but in the middle part of the season. And then you have Trevante Citizen. You still have A.J. Allen. You have, you know, all sorts of ways to get the running game going. And now you also have a competent, running quarterback in Cam Ward. So although, you know, Cam Ward is separate from the running backs, there's still a running element that I'll be interested to see how, you know, is incorporated into the offense as well. So I guess just the overall running game is something that I'm really excited about and how, you know, Cam Ward's mobility and, you know, dynamic athleticism really translates into this offense more so than just his ability as a passer. Yeah. You bring up a great point. I mean, if he had, if I if I had to pick a, a position, it would be the running backs also, and, and maybe some other ones that one I'll get into. But uh, it's true. Uh, you've got you know, look, Mark Fletcher is going to be out for the spring, so you've got Chris Johnson, you've got Toronto Citizen, you've got AJ Allen, as you mentioned, some other guys there. Uh, Hellcat, I'm, I'm I'm sure he's already here. Uh, Jordan Lyle, I don't think is here yet, but he'll be in here in the summer. So you've got some guys that could really step up and make a name for themselves. I know A.J. Allen uh, showed some flashes that he was pretty good last year. Uh, But I think the biggest name there, if you ask me, is Trevante Citizen. Um, Vish, you know, it's exciting, but I know you you kind of go in with its it's tempered expectations. It's proceed with caution, right, Um, on how excited you're going to get about the spring. It's spring football. They're still going to implement a lot of different things on the, in the playbook on both sides of the ball. What is it that's going to intrigue you the most? Though? Like, What are you most looking forward to, maybe not excited about, but most looking forward to in the spring? What do you want to see? Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, at the, the receivers and how, how they, they shake out. We have a lot of players that are like better fits for the slot position, which is also where our um, – Leading best receivers, receiver, <laughs> yeah. one of the best in the ACC is is going to be the starter. So, kind of how we, I'm curious to see if we maybe do more four wide and and more try to get get more guys on the field there because that is where we have a lot of talent there. Um, but obviously, Restrepo is going to be the guy. So then, who else? You know, who else? How do we get those other guys on the field? Because um, last year we we didn't really. Um, and and that'll I think dictate a lot in terms of you know what what we're able to do offensively because as we've done a great job upgrading the talent, but it does it does feel like what we haven't quite gotten to yet is balance across the two deep. Um, you know, there's still some positions where I mean, teachers talking about running back to the same thing where we're we're loaded, <laughs> and then there's other positions where man, I don't know who's going to even start there. And I think I think for us specifically, it's um, it's the slot receiver where we seem to have four or five guys you can put in there, and 
and I'm not sure how that's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. And, you know, we've talked a lot about how we're over on scholarships. So, you yeah. know, does that, does that lead Let's to see how that shakes out. <laughs> yeah. That, well, I think, I think the slot receiver or all those guys really going to stick around. Yeah. I think how that, that shakes out too. Well, I think, I think you mentioned something, right. So you mentioned something about the slot receivers, right? Are we going to go into more of a, like a four, four wide receiver set? Um, are we going to utilize some of them in the backfield? My thing, what I'm excited about in that aspect is speed. Speed, 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 and speed, and speed. When you got speed all over the field, you can kind of put them wherever. Some of them are going to have to learn the, the Y, you know, the, what is it, the X and the Z. And what's, what are the wide outs? What are the outside guys, the X and the Z? Right? And the Y is the inside guy, right? So the X and the Z, yeah. they're going to have to learn those positions. Uh, you know, and, and you say you say this, and I totally agree with you. They're, they're, a lot of them are best suited for the slot, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're the, they're small, speedy guys, right? Some of them are actually a little bit bigger. Like Jacoby George is, you know, he's not huge. He's not a big kid. But he – and he – you might look at him and say he might be suited better for the slot. But he's potentially, from a talent perspective, the best wide receiver on the team from a talent perspective, right, until JoJo Trader comes in the building. Um, and my car has something to say. But but let's just put it – I mean, those guys are first-year guys. They're freshmen. So we don't know, you know, what's going to happen with them yet. But, uh, I mean, I kind of have an idea. But I think that Jacoby George is a guy that, you know, he's learning those outside those outside positions because he's going to have to play out there. He has played out there already, and we've seen him be effective out there as well. We've seen him be effective on the inside as well, taking a slat, you know, taking it 40, 50 yards because he's got that capability, right? His yak is what is what really – what really sets him apart at that position. Uh, it's not necessarily his speed, although he's very quick. Uh, it's it's his ability to shake off guys um, and, and you know, kind of burst, right? He's got that acceleration. He's really good um, at that position, but he's going to have to play the outside. Then you got JoJo Trader, obviously, who's going to come in. You know, he's one of the best wide receivers in the country, um, you know, as far as a recruit is concerned. And he's obviously going to be, you know, an outside guy. Nike Carr is another one, Vish, one of the best receivers in the country. Again, he's going to be an inside guy potentially. He could play the outside. So you've got a lot. You've got a lot. It's true. It's going to be tricky there to see what they're going to do. But I think that I, I think Shannon Dawson loves it because the more speed you can get on the field, the harder it's going to be to defend this team, right? Because you're going to not everybody's going to be able to cover these guys. These guys are going to have the advantage, and you're going to have to put linebackers on some of these guys. Um, you're going to have to put some safeties. That are going to be physical, but can they cover as 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 well as some of these other, you know, cornerbacks and whatnot? So I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they incorporate all of them. And I mean, look, at the end of the day, there may be one or two guys uh, in that receiver room that are going to have to leave to find more playing time. Right? Not necessarily mean that they're not talented, but they might have to do that, especially that we need to get the the numbers down. What's up, Evan? By the way, what's going on, big guy? Uh, we'll, we'll make an announcement about Evan. Uh, and a show that we're doing tomorrow as well, uh, later later tonight. But um, I'm just looking forward to spring football. I know it, it seems like it seems like forever that football ended, but it's really only been a month and a half. <laughs> it almost, the I guess, in December. I guess almost two months that actual college football ended, right? January. Well, well our our season ended before yeah, the season, season ended. ended, so um, it's been yeah. been about two months for us, um, right? So it feels like an eternity, but it's actually it's it's actually crazy that it's back already. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see just the whole team uh, just get out there. I'm excited to see a, you know 
Team Mesidor, some of these other guys that haven't played in a while. Come on. Yeah, Mesidor is a big one that like we kind of forgot about. Two years ago, he was all ACC. Yep. And you know we missed out on having him play opposite Bain last year, but that's coming this year. Oh yeah, gonna be, You know we're gonna be a terror for for um, for other teams to have to block because yeah. by the end of the year they were doubling Bain on everything. Yeah. Um, because they had to, but you can't do that if Mesidor is there. So and, we, and we had not, yeah, we didn't have much of an answer. I mean, we had some young guys, but everybody was hurt. Kelly was hurt. Mesidor was hurt. Right. right? right Harvey but, was okay. But also, yeah, I mean, those, like, Nigel League has not yet shown anything close to what, I mean, he's still young. There's yeah. still time, yeah. but, but Mesidor is like a finished product of <laughs> a defensive end two years oh, yeah. ago, and then he got hurt, obviously, and, and missed right. last year. So, I mean, he, he is. And then uh, we all know what Ruben Bain is, so that that's going to be exciting to see those two guys on opposite ends. Well, so let's kind of start off there, right? Uh, you know, defensive defensive end position is is one that I'm really excited about. We've got so much talent there. We probably we might have potentially the, the at least in the top five of book ends, right? Of defensive ends in the country, if Mesidor is healthy and Bain, you got those two guys on the outside starting for you at defensive end. That's those are two of the top, you know, guys in the country that can go out there and dominate that position. Who are some of the other guys? Because I think the defensive end position is going to be a strong one, a solid one for us. Name me one guy, Vish, that you're excited to see on that. On that, all three of us will do it. But give me one guy that you're excited to see at that position there uh, in the spring. It's, it's definitely Mesidor. Um, yeah. Obviously, I already mentioned him, but I, sure. I think I think you know seeing him back out on the field. I think Bane's the everyone wants to see Bane yeah, play, yeah. but but we just saw him play. Damn it, Mesidor's been in the year to have. So um, no, I think seeing him back out on the field, he might actually get because this didn't happen two years ago. Remember they were rolling like he was the Bane two years ago, where they were rolling their their line assignments to him. So yep. you know if people are gonna have to pick, so if he gets like a lot of one on one blocking, pick your poison. He's gonna he's gonna mess some people. I mean I don't know all. The defensive end pairings in college football, we got to be up there <laughs> with one of the best. So, um, absolutely, you know, it's hard. It's we don't have a lot of positions where you can legitimately say, Hey, you know, these this pairing might be the best in the country. And 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 I think our defensive ends fit that. Oh, yeah, DJ, who's your guy? You can't name Mesitor, you gotta name someone else. Ooh, can't name Mesitor because that was gonna be my one as well, but. I'm honestly looking at some of the younger guys like like Marquise Lightfoot and, you know, that position in regards to how we're loaded up for the future. So I guess I'll say Lightfoot in the sense that I'm interested to see his development over the course of the spring. I was actually um, speaking of just, you know, development, taking a look at the safety position today and uh, Zaquan Patterson was actually going to be a guy that I, that that I wanted to to talk about just because of the depth at, on the defensive side of the ball for this class, and so I guess for the end it would be Lightfoot. But I was right. also really excited about Patterson at safety as well. We could talk about him later, but I just thought I'd throw his name in there. I mean, you're getting ahead of yourself. Here. I know I am. I know I, I am. But I I can understand why the excitement for Zaquan Patterson. By the way, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit off the beaten path here, and um, I'm gonna name a guy that I'm really excited about because I saw his tape. I saw his motor, um, and I think he is going to turn out to be 
an absolute stud is Cole McConaughey. I think that that kid, he's still got some development to do, right? But he's already big. He's, you know, he's in the 240, 250 range already. It's about 6'3, 6'4. If you put on Cole McConaughey's tape, you're going to say this kid's an absolute monster already. You know, he's got the shape, he's got the body to, 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 to play college football already. He doesn't need to put on a lot of weight. He will. He probably will be in the 250, 260 range when it's all said and done. And now you're talking about a guy at 6'4", 260 on the edge. That's that's a solid defensive end anywhere. Um, I just think that his size, his speed already, uh, I think he's underrated as hell. I think mm. he's going to come in and he's going to make some noise at the defensive end position. I think they're going to give him an opportunity to, to, to go out there. He's not one of these guys that – Look, it's not a knock on him, but uh, you know what's the kid Moss? That was that was his name, the kid Moss that Cyrus from, Moss. Uh, yeah, the kid from Cyrus uh, Moss. yeah Cyrus Moss. Vegas that that transferred yeah, from Vegas. Yeah. Uh, you know he's he doesn't like that kid needs to put on weight. I don't know how he's going to because he's tried for the last two or three. But years. I thought he portals. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Like oh, he's okay. not that that type of guy, right? He's a guy that's going to come in already. You know, with with the size and with with um, you know with the opportunity to. Just kind of develop his technique a little bit, right? He's and he's being coached by the by the right guys, I would say, for that. So I'm gonna go with Cole McConaughey. I think that he's gonna come in and he's gonna make some noise. So he had 92 out. tackles last year at the at the high school level. So kids a stud, man. Yeah, kids a, a absolute stud. He plays in a good, you know, he played in a good place too, in a, in, mm-hmm. in a, in a good state. So um, I like him. I like him. I'm excited about him. Uh, and, and I guess we can kind of go just go inside there uh, to the defensive tackle position. That's a, So this is an interesting one to me because they lose uh, Leonard Taylor, of course. They lost him. Um, and who else did they lose? I'm, I'm, why am I drawing a blank here? Branson uh, Dean, right? Oh, Branson Dean. Yes, correct. Yes, they lost Branson Dean as well. So those who need to be replaced, you got a kid like Jared Harrison Hunt who's coming back, which is going to be big. Uh, Ahmad Moten, uh, who showed some signs of, of of some really good play last – but you've got the two transfer portal guys, C.J. Clark, Marley Cook. Uh, those two are going to come in, and, um, you know, and those are huge pickups. I would probably say C.J. Clark might be one of the best pickups in the transfer portal this season uh, at a position of need, and he's probably the number one guy on, at, at that position in the transfer portal as well. So picking up a guy like C.J. Clark from NC State, uh, Marley Cook from Middle Tennessee State. I don't care what anybody says. Middle Tennessee State kicked their ass a couple of years ago. Why not bring in a guy that was able to to do some damage at that <laughs> on that team and bring him over here? He's, you know, he's he's a really good prospect. He's not, you know, not a small guy by any means. He's a big kid, uh, but you got some guys that are coming in that position. Uh, you know, you got Armando Blunt, who I know he might play the edge as well. He might play outside, but you've got Blunt. You've got uh, Josh Horton. You've got Artavius Jones. You got Justin Scott. Uh, who's the best, you know, number one prospect at the defensive tackle position uh, this year? You've got so many guys that are coming in at the defensive tackle position. Who who is the guy, Vish, for you? I know some of those guys are not going to be here in the spring, like Scott and Jones, but some of the, most of the other guys are. Who's the guy, Vish, that you're looking at at the defensive tackle position? Um, I'm looking at. I think Harrison Hunt is big because I think you mentioned a lot of guys that are younger. You know, gonna need need some time to to acclimate. We know, we know, Clark is starting at one of the. <laughs> we didn't go oh, to the yeah. portal and get him not to start. Um, he's one of the best defense talking the ACC. You know, he's got one of those two positions kind of locked down. So it's really I'm looking opposite him, and I think it's it's really Harrison Hunt. He's he's kind of a utility player. 
<laughs> can play end or tackle. But I think just having that experience up the middle matters a lot. It's it's easier to come in and play on the end than it is to to play up the middle where you're kind of you know getting double teams from like the guard in the center and having to deal with that. Um, so I think his ability to stay healthy, stay on the field, will be big because look. He should be. He's the guy that if you if you look across our four, we talked about Mesidor and Payne already. He's the guy who's definitely not getting double teamed. So, so he's the guy who's got to make the other team pay for it. So I'm looking at him. Yeah, I think with him is his consistency more than anything else. If he can stay consistent, he's really good. He's really really good. Um, but I'll tell you what, I think Ahmad Moten and Josh Horton are going to give him a run for his money. I think Ahmad Moten is and, – and believe it or not, I think – although I think Thomas Gore is going to be more of a situational guy like he was last year, he really impressed me, right? He was he was a solid guy, solid contributor. Even for, for how small he was, he actually plays bigger than he is. So um, I liked him. But I think that it's going to be a battle for that. For that position, the good news is you've got some studs behind them, right? So Moten, Josh Horton, those guys are going to battle it out with uh, – with C.J. Clark, Marley Cook, uh, Jared Harrison Hunt, um, and then you've got the young guys that are going to come in and, and make some noise as well. So, uh, I'm I'm looking to see what what uh, Ahmad Moten does. It takes a step. He's got to take an extra step here, right? He's going to take a step, a big step forward um, to be that guy that uh, you know we all thought he could he could come in and and, and be um, at the defensive tackle position. So excited to see what happens there. Uh, linebacker position. Now, this is a tricky one to me, man, because I still feel like <clears throat> there's a lot of question marks on linebacker, right? Mm. It's it's Kiko, it's Kiko and the bunch. That's that's to me, right? You've got Wesley, who obviously is, you know, highly touted guy, sh- has shown you that he can be a stud, but I think that we're going to be relying a lot on a lot of these young linebackers. And I know Brower King just said something about it. What are some of the young linebackers from the last class you think are about to take this step? I'm glad you asked that, my friend, because we're about to get into that right now. Um, you've got to rely on guys like Marcellius Pulliam, right? Pulliam, I'm sorry, Pulliam. Uh, you've got to rely on Popo Aguirre. You've got to rely on the Washington brother. Uh, I think it's I think it's Bobby. Bobby yep, Washington, Bobby Washington. linebacker. Uh, yep. Bobby Washington. Now he, if you, I just saw a picture of him recently. He looks like a defensive end. That's how big he's gotten, and he's probably one of the fastest guys on the team. So that's great. Uh, but he's got uh, those three guys and, and Malik Bryant. Those four guys, right? I, by the way, at defensive end, I didn't even mention Jaden Wayne, who's another stud uh, that came in last year. But um, those four guys, it's going to be important for those four guys to develop behind guys like Kiko and even West to a certain degree, because West has been here a couple of years already. But those four guys. Plus, you got to bring in camp. I bet you something happened in basketball. I we bet cut you something. Two with a minute and a half left. Oh boy! Just, two, just stole two the ball in three. Two points down against the UNC. Nice. Okay. All right. We'll, 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 we hung in there with a bunch of backups. Nice. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all. <laughs> By the way, I had it on here. I don't know what happened to my TV. Anyways, <laughs> um, those four guys are going to be an integral part. I know you get Cam Pruitt, uh, who comes in, who's who's a stud. Um, and I believe you get another guy coming in. Um, why am I? Uh, I am drawing a blank again. Cam Pruitt, though, uh, is a kid that's going to come in and make some noise as well. But those four guys, out of those four guys, look, Pulliam showed something, right? He had an interception last last year, uh, had some playing time. Popo Aguirre as well, Malik Bryant. 
I want to see the development of Bobby Washington. Those those other guys I know that can come in and probably do some really good some really good work. But Bobby Washington is a kid that kind of flew under the radar this year, uh, last year as a recruit, then kind of came on late and got his like fourth star, whatever the hell it was. But he's big, 6'3", 230. That's a linebacker right there, folks. That kid needs to come in and he needs to be able to uh, uh, to to at least make some noise in that room. Um, I like Bobby Washington. That's the guy that I'm looking for. Who are you? He's fast. And he's fast. Yeah, I'm going to really say Bobby, fast. he's fast. And, you know, it's 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 like he's he's almost as fast as his brother at the wide receiver <laughs> right position. like it's it's crazy to see him come down especially against the run and make those types of plays um he can cover the field really quickly i mean he's got good size and you know as jazz just alluded to he's 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 getting bigger he's looking bigger so i think his development and you know his you know next steps forward will be important this spring so i'm definitely looking at him to kind of make a leap because he has all the tools. He has all the, you know, the speed, the playmaking, the instincts. He's just got to be able to continue to progress. And, you know, there were times in other years when we've done the show when linebacker depth has been a serious issue. And I think Miami has the linebacker position in a place where it's not as big of an issue anymore, provided these younger guys take the next step. And Bobby is definitely one of those guys that I'm looking at uh, this spring. Yeah, Liz, I, I hate, to, to, I hate I, to take you away from the game. That's all right. They're in a timeout. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if we talked about about Wes, but I think he's yeah. That's someone a good that one. We need to take. We need to take another step. I mean, he, you know, he's grown into the position. He was solid last year. I expect that next. He's someone coming out of high school. Expected to be a stud linebacker, and right. I think you can see it progressing that way. So he's a guy who I think can take that next step as well. Um, and like you said, one one of them is going to be. Uh, Kiko, so who's the other guy? Who's going right. to step up Who's, who's going to be the other guy or even the third guy if they have to play two outside guys? Uh, yeah. You're going to need a guy that's athletic out there. And look at him. If those guys don't get it done, Cam Pruitt is ready to come in and steal someone's job. So um, I think you need to be on the lookout for him as well. And um, and even Booker Pickett. Booker Pickett is another kid. I know that they got him as kind of like an edge outside linebacker style guy. I, I didn't see him listed on the edge. So maybe he's more of a linebacker at this point. But uh, if you saw what he did in the All-American game, you know, he's another kid that can come in. And if he's going to play linebacker uh, initially, then, you know, that's yeah, that might be a good option. I believe he was also in the Polynesian Bowl as well. He was, and yeah. He kicked I saw him bowl. there, and he was, he was fast. He did really good in both he bowl did. games. He did, so, yeah. So um, be interesting to see. I, I, I want to do this as a whole because – I don't want to be here all day either, but um, the, the defensive backs, all right, uh, we're talking about safety, cornerbacks, uh, everything. You also lose some guys there too, right? You lost some guys there. I mean, uh, but it looks like both James Williams and Cam Kitchens are going to be high draft picks. So. Looks like it. So I, think <laughs> that, I, I say I say that I say that tongue in cheek, right? You, you lost some guys there, um, but in reality, you lost guys that could potentially be. Yeah, I saw that foul. You potentially could lose, foul. you know, uh, first-round guys there, okay? You, you lost a, a potentially a first-round guy in Cam Kitchens, uh, an early guy, an early second-day, if not first-day guy in, in James Williams as well. You got to replace those guys. You also got to – you know, you've got some corners that – look, Damari Brown comes back. Hopefully he stays Damari Brown. Um, and on the other side of him, 
uh, you get Daryl Porter back. Huge. That's huge yeah. for us, right? Yeah, that he, was huge. He's yeah. one of the best cornerbacks in the ACC right now. So it's great to have a lockdown guy like that on that side. But you got some guys coming in and some guys that were here last year that aren't going to play games, man. You got Robert Stafford and Demetrius Freeney. And now you've got Dylan Day and Isaiah Thomas and, you know, and Ryan Mack. And you've got all these guys that are going to come in and give these guys a run for their money. And then you brought in two. You brought in two guys that are – this game is done, right? It's over. Oh, boy. So what about you dumb asses? What are you doing? That's a kickball. Oh, man. Ugh. Anyways, um, but the most important thing is you brought in guys like uh, – you brought the, the two safeties in, and that's going to be huge because now – You've got the two safeties in and Mish Powell and Savion Riley. And then you've got guys like Isaiah Taylor, another transfer portal, Jason Taylor's son, coming in to play safety as well to, to kind of, you know, combine with uh, Jaden Harris, right, and um, Marquise Williams. Though. And then you bring in the All-American safety and Zaquan Patterson. You've got a lot of talent there. Who's the one guy? Give me one guy out of all those guys, DJ. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I know, I know who your guy is already, but go ahead and say I'll it. go with another one. I'll go with another one. No, you already said it. Zaquan. You already said Zaquan. All right, I'll go with Zaquan, but I was also going to connect that with, you know, I think Powell's presence in the safety room will be important for Zaquan's development as well as it'll give him time to develop. And, you know, we've done really, really well at the safety position, to say the least. And I think, you know, not rushing Zaquan, uh, you know, for example, into the position and, Getting Powell was a huge pickup just because it allows for continued development. And, um, you know, I think having that depth and that experience that Powell brings at safety is extremely important. So I think the combination of those two, Powell for right now, but, you know, watching watching Saquon develop is something that I'll be looking forward to this spring for sure. Yeah, look, look, Vish, this, this defense is predicated on the leadership. Of of the safety position, and we all know why, right? Coach Goodry is a safeties guy. He's a he's a defensive backs guy, so he looks for his safeties and his DBs to be kind of like those leaders, right? How you know you see in certain defenses where the linebacker is the guy that calls out the plays. You saw Cam Kitchens was doing that a lot last year. You saw Kiko do it a little bit. It was really Cam Kitchens calling out a lot of the plays. So now you got to replace that. You still got Kiko there, so obviously I'm sure Kiko's going to take a lot of that responsibility again. But the, the the safeties are really important, so you need a leader, 
at safety to be able to kind of get this defense in position and tell the guys what's going on. It's not really the linebacker that does that or the defensive ends that do that. It's the safety that does that in this defense. So if you had to pick a guy, Vish, that you want to see kind of take take the reins, um, who who's that guy on the defense on uh, yeah. at the defensive back position? It's, to me, it's definitely Powell. Um, he's got it's it's a little bit difficult to come in and lead when you're transferring in like that. You know, there's people that are more that played here longer, but I mean, dude, got championship game experience and <laughs> and and that that should hopefully go a long way in the locker room in terms of him bringing you know, what, what has led to team success in the past, the locker room, and I'm hoping people are listening to him because we haven't done shit in 20 years. So you get someone coming in that, that you know, was just playing the championship game last year and has a lot of big game experience, a lot of experience winning big games. You know, that part of that's also, you know, leads to, to confidence too as well because you trust yourself. Because even even though we, we know how talented we were at safety last year, a lot of lot of busts in, in critical situations, and I mean Georgia Tech comes to mind for sure. But that wasn't the only one, you know the the Louisville game when we needed a stop and two guys run into each other and bad angles from the safeties and all that, like that kind of stuff. Um, you know, you're hoping, you know, some of that's just confidence. It wasn't talent. It's just you know not trusting yourself because right. you've lost so much. You second guess yourself, so. Uh, you know that there's hope. Hope that that Powell can kind of bring some of that. Wow, he missed both. Here we go. Go Benz. Oh, he just got fouled. Oh, there. Needed a three. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who. Who I agree with you on Mish Powell. This right, but I, I kind of want to mention someone else because I, you know, I, I like what I see in that room as far as how many how many guys are going to be in there competing. I like Jaden Harris. I think him coming back and gain, you know, building, you know, putting on some muscle, uh, being one of the fastest guys on the team as well. Uh, I think he is going to have a say in that room as to who gets a lot of playing time. Uh, he's going to be really good. But I'm gonna I'm gonna name a dark horse, and it's not because he's Jason Taylor's son, but I think Isaiah Taylor, you know, he's got a lot of uh, a lot of big game experience as well, right? He's played. He's played in, in the Power Five conference. He's played for, you know, he played for Arizona last year, um, and he understands this game. I mean, he is, you know, a coach's son, right? So he's, you know, you, you gotta you gotta think that he's gonna be a smart player. He's, you gotta think that he's gonna have that ability to go out there and, you know, and be able to call out plays and call out defenses and and and. and in, in, in specific situations, go out there and, and make some plays. Um, I think a lot of people aren't thinking about him when it comes to this DB room. I think a lot of people are, are are forgetting that he's, you know, a guy that came in and transferred over here. Or a lot of people think, well, he's he's Jason Taylor's son. That's the only reason he came. Uh, I think that he's talented. I think he's going to come in and he's going he's gonna, to uh, make a case for himself to get a, a lot of significant playing time. So I'll look for – for IT, uh, as they as they like to call him, Isaiah uh, Isaiah Taylor, to to come in and, and get some playing time. I like I like the kid. I think he's he's big, he's athletic, um, and he's got good bloodline. Right, he's got, he's got good genes. So I think uh, I think he'll be all right. 
he'll be all right. And I actually think there's a lot of opportunity for depth at the safety position. It's just unproven yeah. right now. And I'll be interested to see who kind of separates themselves uh, from the rest of the group in that room. That's another position, Vish, that could be a transfer portal position, too, uh, for some of the guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have a lot of bodies there. Talk about, like, Brian Balaam and Markeith Williams and yeah. some of those guys that have been here for a while that might not really see the field or are going to be in competition with a lot of really good players, right? Yep. Dylan, uh, Dylan Day is a big-time kid, I think, that could come in and make some noise as a young kid as well, along with, with Zaquan. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, another guy, Isaiah Thomas, right? Another safety that's going to come in um, and and uh, and push those guys. So I like that. If anything, the depth is going to start to be there, and that's what I'm most excited about. Uh, moving over to the offensive side of the ball, we'll kind of get this done real quick here. The offensive side of the ball, let's go to the offensive line first. Um, it's, it's a team that's building depth there. It's a team that's really getting deep. You've Now you've got Markel Bell that you bring in. You brought in some guys. Uh, that can really, you know, Zach Carpenter replaces Matt Lee at center. You got Ryan Rodriguez, Frankie Tinelau. You've got uh, Okalola. Um, you've got um, a lot of guys that can come in and, and spell these guys, but you also have got a starting five that's one of the best in the country as well. All right. You've got Rivers. You've got, it's, it's it could be, you know, there's, there's a couple of guys that it could be at left guard, right? But let's just say, for argument's sake, it's McCoy. And you've got Carpenter. As long as it's not crystal ball, then uh, no, it's definitely not going to be crystal ball. But you got <laughs> you got Carpenter, you've got Cooper, you've got Maui Noah, uh, you've got a lot of options there. You got a lot of options there. So I think that um, the guy that I'm looking to make a t to take a step up, okay, that I didn't even mention right now, but I think he's going to make some noise. He's going to have something to say about that left guard position as well as Tommy Kinsler. I think look out for Tommy Kinsler. He's starting to develop. He's starting to get stronger, starting to lose a lot of that baby fat that they come in with, that they, you know, they kind of look a little clumsy sometimes as offensive linemen. I think you're starting to see his, his body, his body change a little bit. Tommy Kinsler is a kid that's going to come in and make some noise. What do you think, Vish? We'll go around this way. Yeah, no, I think Kinsler is a, is a good shout. Um, like you said, it's really about depth because the starters are are pretty much, you know, decided. Um, Tinelau, I'm interested to see. Um, um, you know, these younger kids. It's hard to get on the field as a as a as a freshman, which is you know, by Mauanoa doing it last year, so impressive. Um, yeah. So some of these kids that haven't played yet, you know, they've been um, biding their time. So we'll see. The other, the other thing that's almost always a certainty is someone's going to get injured. So, right, you know, who's the next man up, and, and kind of what position is that at will be, will be key. But yeah, I like Tillow Kinsler. I like him too. I like him too. Um, who, who's, who's one of the guys that you want to see, DJ? I'm very interested to see Okamola because I, I understand he's a very good offensive lineman, and I'm not trying to discredit him whatsoever. But high school football in, in Massachusetts in comparison to, say, <laughs> Florida football, for example, is two completely different worlds. Yeah. And, you know, he is a very, very talented player. I'm not trying to say he's not bad or, 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 or sorry, he's not good or whatever. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm very interested to see how his skill set translates um, at a higher level of football with, you know, more competition than, say, just at the Massachusetts high school level. Uh, he is a very talented athlete, and I'm interested to see his his development 
because he's six foot six, you know, over 300 pounds. And that's certainly no small guy by any means. So I'm very interested overall in how Okamola will progress not only during spring ball, but throughout the course of his freshman year. I'm with you there. I'm with you there, my man. Uh, all right, let's go into the, um, uh, the tight end position. Another another position where we have no idea who the going to do what. Just give the floor to DJ uh, here and let him yeah, go to work. Give the floor to DJ, but I'm going to say the guy, uh, this is a year for Elijah Arroyo to step up. This is a year for him to step up finally and, and uh, be the guy that we want to see on the field um, that we all thought we were going to get. That's the guy I want to see. Uh, Vish, we'll get to you and then DJ at the end because we'll save the best for last, DJ. Hey, thanks. <laughs> so, um, let's start with the forty-seven-year-old uh, elephant in the room here. Um, <laughs> I kid, I kid. I honestly, I think we need to limit McCormick snaps. He's a decent blocker. He is not a good receiver, and it's almost you know we, we talked a lot about how we have all these slot receivers. We have all these guys who are our target. <laughs> when he's in, you know, it's it's kind of like an eligible receiver you don't want to throw the ball to. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not I'm not even doing it sarcasm. I mean, he's in there to block, and that's fine. You do, especially in, like, short yardage, you need that because you need your tight end to essentially act as a lineman. But it is does it does, in a way, limit your passing game because he's not someone you're right. really looking to throw the ball to. And, and right. I'm hoping, you know, to throw another name out there, Riley Williams takes a little step forward. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. He had some he had some issues with drops last year, um, and I think our whole team, because of the quarterback play, suffered with consistency. Right. And so, so I, I, I'm looking for him to kind of. I'm hoping he steps up and takes the starting job, to be honest. And that that McCormick's more of a situational player. I think that would be ideal for our team. I agree with Vish because you know when you don't have a tight end to throw to necessarily. You know, you you focus the defense to only play on the outside wide receivers because you know there's no threat in the middle of the field necessarily at tight end. So I think that's a very good point there for sure. I agree. I'm with you. We'll see. I think the the I think the um I don't want to say the dark horse, but I think the guy that uh that everybody needs to watch out for is Elijah Lofton. Um I mm-hmm. think that he can come in and, and tell all these guys to go fly a kite. That's how good he is. So um We'll see what happens there. Wide receiver. This your favorite wide receiver. I'm just going to go really quick, and I'm going to say that my guy, okay, is we'll go with Ray Ray Joseph. Slot is full. He's going to have to stand out. Uh, but I think that he's going to do a lot more than just be a slot guy. I think you're going to see him in kick return and in putt return. He's electric. He's freaking fast. Uh, he hauls ass, but he's shifty. He's elusive. Um, and I think that you're going to see him battle it out with Restrepo for a lot of time in the slot, but I think you'll see them both on the field. That's how good he is. If you have both of those guys on the field and you've got some more speed on the field, it's going to be scary. Ray Ray Joseph is my guy I want to see take a step and start balling out this year. What do you got, Fish? Yeah, I got Isaiah Horton. You saw some action last year. Um, That's a good one. They had the big catch against – AM, but he started to get pretty consistent playing time. Um, and with uh, with Colby Young gone, right? Um, I think he's the guy who can step up and, and fill that role. He's a bigger, bigger kid, too. So playing on the outside, I like he's that. He's got speed also. So that's where I'm going. 
Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What do you got, DJ? I'm going to go Robbie Washington because he played a little bit last season and you know, he's a little, I don't want to say undersized, but five foot 11. He's not one of the taller wide receivers, but he did get some playing time last year. And, you know, I think it's important to have depth at the receiver position because that's another position where when, when injuries start piling up, it, it's uh, very, it's, it's, you know, very noticeable. So I think Robbie Washington, you know, I want him to kind of take another step and uh, fully assert himself into a very crowded wide wide receiver room and I think that's going to be a theme for the position overall if you don't do something to you know stand out this spring then there's unfortunately other bodies to replace you so I think a lot of these wide receivers like Washington for example are going to really need to elevate their game um yeah I'm with you good call on that and then last but not least we don't have to talk about the quarterback right it's it's Cam we sure bust. we sure I don't know about that Ward guy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this guy, there's definitely be a battle there. I want to say it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, Cam Warder bust for this team. But uh, the running backs, the running backs. Look, Mark Fletcher's out. We talked about them a little bit. My guy is Trevante Citizen. Is he healthy enough? Are they going to let him take some hits? What's going on with him? If they are, he's an NFL running back already. Uh, let's see it. Show it to us. I want to see what all the hype is about with Trevante Citizen. Uh, and it starts in the spring game. That's my guy right there. Yeah. What do you got, DJ? I'll say I'll say Citizen too, but I will just say quickly on the quarterback point, I would like to see, you know, we can't really quantify it necessarily, but, you know, good quarterback development behind Ward for the future because we struggled developing, you know, an entire quarterback room. So I think good quarterback development would be the key for me this spring, and I know it can't be developed all in one spring, but just, you know, building the foundation and, things like that. But Citizen, for me, you know, he's been hurt. And so we haven't really got to see him kind of get get unleashed, so to speak. And, you know, we've all seen the tape. We've all been impressed with his skills and things like that. And now I finally want to see the nice, you know, sh- you know, shiny car kind of run a little bit, you know. So, right. yeah. Fair enough. What about you, Vish? Yeah, um, I'm looking at Chris Johnson. I'm curious to yeah. see what we do with you. Know, you can't coach that speed, um, so curious to see if we find interesting ways again. He's not going to be the every down back. It's going to be Fletcher by the by the start of the season. You know that. Yeah, so it is kind of like how do we utilize him um, and get him on the field because you, you can't coach that speed. Yep. Um, so that, that's what I'm interested to see if we've, if we've found a way to get a little creative there. We have a lot of talent that we haven't really done a good job of kind of getting, you know, maximized out there. Um, right. It's kind of almost like we call the same plays regardless of who's on the field. Yeah. So I'd like to see that that change a little bit. And Chris Johnson's a good example of that. Like there should be, you know, a handful of plays that we only run with him. Right. And it seems like – you know, because like Fletcher and Parrish and AJ Allen, totally different backs. Yet, you know, as we had people injured and Cheney as well last right. year, right? So you have people injured rotating. It was still the same plays, even though the, the skill sets right. aren't the same. So we'll see if we if we can get. You know, sometimes year two is when you can get a little bit more creative and install more things. So looking at that, and I think Vish makes a really good point there because there are a ton of bodies in the running back room, for example, and. You know, a lot of these guys are going to want to play, and they're too good to leave on the bench. So, you know, it's 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 really good to have all these options at the position, and you kind of do want to get them all on the field. So I'll be interested to see, especially during the regular season, what kind of pairings 
uh, the coaching staff comes up with in certain situations because they do have the tools to get the job done. We will see in about a week. We will see in about a week as uh, spring football gets going here at the University of Miami. It's uh, exciting times. Um, I'm sure that I will be out there a couple times if uh, if available. Uh, Vish will be out there as well when he's down here. So we'll have some coverage for you um, on spring football as it begins next week. And uh, a little bit more of a breakdown on what's going on as well. But uh, we've got – look. Before we go, we've got some pretty cool stuff coming up this week, period. Uh, we've still got some buckets, right? When are you guys going on, Vish? Yeah, so so we got buckets on Wednesday Okay. Um, this week. Yeah, this week is Wednesday. So Buckets on Wednesday. Perfect. Um, tomorrow we've got our first uh, – we've got season – is it season mm-hmm. three already? Jesus, season three. Season three of mm-hmm. Hitting the Apex, which is our Formula One show. Uh, if you guys are interested in Formula One racing, myself, Vish, and Evan Soans will be on on um, on the show. There he is, right there. Uh, Three seasons already. Wow. Yeah, the season. Um, yeah, uh, the first race, first race of the season. It's actually race week. It's race week. Yeah, so, it is race week. Um, they they actually start on Saturday, which by the way they changed it. Right, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday now. Saturday is a race, if I'm not mistaken, in Bahrain. But whatever, that's for another show. But yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it is from what I read earlier today. But we've got a lot of news. We've got a lot of news in F1 outside of just racing in general. We've got a, some Red Bull news. Uh, we've got, obviously, some big, big Ferrari news. Ah, there they are. There's the Fossi right there, baby. Let's go. Let's go. 2025 is going to be a fun year for the Tifosi. Um We've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's see, yeah, Saturday race. Crazy. So we've got that going on. We've got uh, some baseball. Got some baseball on Thursday, baby. Yeah, we have the um, baseball Miami. show on Thursday. Small little series this weekend. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But we got a special guest as well on Thursday. Uh, former, not former. He is a national champion pitcher. He is a national champion for the Miami Hurricanes. Um, uh, we've got David Gill coming on the show on Thursday for us. He's uh, He pitched in the national championship. Um uh, season in uh, in oh ninety nine and oh one right ninety nine oh. I think. 99, we also one. Oh, we gotta do some research uh, before the show. Yeah, we gotta. <laughs> I don't know. I played, I played with his I, brother. I have I have three shows between that and now, man. I'll crazy. get to it. This is crazy. Anyways, national championship pitcher uh, David Gill will be on the show with us on Thursday. So really excited about that. We may have another special guest as well, former Miami Hurricane baseball player. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll see what we can do there. But uh, Thursday is going to be a fun one as we are going to recap this weekend's uh, series against LIU uh, and the uh, Florida Gulf Coast game, which is happening Wednesday night as well. Yep. And so we'll recap that and we'll preview the big the big uh, rivalry um, weekend series against the Florida Gators coming at you this week here in Miami. Uh, myself and Vish will be out there. Um, uh, checking out those those games, it's gonna be an it's gonna be an electric one. So make sure you get out there early and get your shakes early, uh, because that one speaking of, speaking will of be which, a line. There will be a line there. Speaking of um, which, no, I would not recommend that. Um, I saw your Twitter video on uh, X or Twitter or whatever. It I gotta say, it is that. it is it is one of the most disgusting things I've ever eaten. Yeah. Um, like it was bad and then the bitterness of the locks hit and you could actually see that mid video because i'm like yeah this is disgusting and then it hit and yeah it, it's not what, did one it I taste like? what did it taste like what did it taste like 
I mean, if you've had if you've had locks before, it's kind of it's it's like uh it's a very salty uh implementation of salmon. So it's blended up with with milkshake, so so it it hits and there were there were chunks in there. Uh, I bet, yeah. (sighs) Also uh Shout out to Josie, who we uh, talked to for like 20 minutes before that, which is why the bagel was so soggy. We were about to shoot this thing, and he comes up to us and talked to us. Uh, we talked to him for like 20 minutes about hoops. So you let it simmer then, for a little while, too. And then, then, he went, then he went to go call. He's like, I got to go call the game, because he was calling the game. And I was like, all right, now we can do this. Okay. So, <laughs> so it, was, it, was, uh, it was sitting in there, but shout out to him. Was, all right. Well, shout out to Josie. Yeah. So uh, it, it was uh, – it, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it, but it was extra soggy because of that. Um, that it had more time to soak in the milkshake, but I don't think milkshake on a bagel works, even if it's you know eaten immediately. So, mm. right, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. not recommend. Would I don't not. Think it would have made a difference. Yeah. And also, they don't sell them anymore. It's like a one-off this weekend. So even if you right. want one, you can't get. I wonder one. what they're gonna do for UF. Hmm. They usually only do that for the postseason. I don't know why they did. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe they're gonna try to do do a little bit more though. So. Uh, we'll probably be there all three games. Well, yeah, we're gonna be there all weekend. Yeah, so we'll be there for that one. Um, yep. anyways, make sure you keep a lock. Watch us um uh, on the Five Reasons Kings Network on YouTube. Make sure you check yep. us out there. Follow us on Twitter at Six Rings Kings. Subscribe to the podcast, as I mentioned before, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcast. Make sure you check us out there. Um, subscribe. Give us a like on the five reasons canes uh youtube network as well and uh, of course you can still find us on the five reasons sports network uh youtube we still have some content there as well but um make sure you guys well, all, go those, like. all this content is there that's where it's, it's all yeah it's kind of all uh, all there but uh subscribe to the podcast and that way you guys can listen to us talk crap in the mornings or in the afternoons on your way home from work uh, so you got commute yes yeah you don't have to see our ugly bugs you just listen to us instead so uh but anyways aside from that Make sure you keep it locked here uh, all week long. We've got some uh, some really good shows, some good content all, all throughout the week. Make sure you keep it locked, and we'll, we'll see you guys on the Six Rings Kings next Monday. Adios. The Six Ring Kings Show. The Six Ring Kings Show. The Six Rings Kings Show. You know. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. 
Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.